ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive, and I'm very excited to welcome Nicole. Oh, now I didn't even ask how to pronounce your last name. Siemens? Siemens, yeah. Siemens. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. So tell me, who are you and what do you do? So um, I am the founder of Fix Coffee. I'm also a business advisor with Women Entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan, so I work to help other people uh, launch their businesses as well. And I'm on the board of directors for Saskatchewan Young Professionals and Entrepreneurs as well. Wow, you are busy. So in summary, I'm an entrepreneur and a marketer is kind of how I like to describe myself. I see why you own a coffee shop because you need that energy (laughs) and the caffeine to go on. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about Fix. Tell me about Fix. Okay, well, um, so Fix to me is so much more than just a coffee shop. So I really set out in uh, in January of 2016 when we started to create a place where meaningful connections would happen. So whether that was for myself to connect with other entrepreneurs and business owners, which was a part of my vision from the very beginning, or for our regulars to connect with, you know, their favorite barista and create that part of their morning routine or for people just sitting down and having a coffee. Um, so we're very involved in the community and we really like to showcase local products. So we have locally made coffee, local baking, local retail items, local art hanging on the walls. And so that's sort of fixed in a nutshell. We're an independent coffee shop in downtown Regina. I guess I should have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. So tell me, what is, what is it like walking into Fix? What's the what, what would you like it to be like when I walk into Fix? So the atmosphere that we tried to create was something that was really comfortable, calming. So a lot of people have given me feedback that it's a really great place to come and get work done during the day or have a meeting. So we've got a lot of outlets. We've got a lot of, you know, really great lighting so that you can get some work done. And we like to make everyone feel comfortable when they walk in. So rather than having a pretentious coffee shop vibe, um, we want you to come, be able to come up to the counter and, um, you know, even if you're not a pro at ordering espresso, we want to help you find what your drink is and make it correctly and make it great. Um, so yeah, a lot of people have told me that it kind of reminds them of a West Coast vibe, but without being stuck up. So nice. that's great. <laughs> um, so this has been open for a year, or a little over a year, or? Yes. Um, so actually, I guess we'll be coming up on two years in April. So we're at oh, that wow. year and a half mark right now. And what um, um, what was it like starting a business. Is this the first business you've started? <laughs> yes, it's my first business that I've started. I'm from a really entrepreneurial family. Um, my grandparents and my dad uh, were farmers and my mom's ran a lot of small businesses throughout my childhood. So I've always been really exposed to that world and I always knew I wanted to start a business. Um, but I also knew that I shouldn't force it. I should just wait for the opportunity to come up. So I went to university, pursued my career. I was working in the tech world. And in January of 2016, this space came up on my radar. And I really, you know, it, it was like a really flippant decision to even go look at it. And I was kind of <laughs> half joking. And I just walked out of there after the walkthrough with that gut feeling of, this is mine and I have to pursue it. So 
you know, I had been inspired by all of the really awesome small businesses that had been popping up in Regina over the past, you know, 10 or so years that I've lived here. And I knew I really wanted to be a part of that community and contribute to making Regina an awesome place to live. What's that community like? Um, you know, I, I would say uh, the small businesses here are second to none. We've got amazing quality, whether that's art or, you know, clothing or consumable goods or food. And Saskatchewan business owners in general are so tenacious and so determined and it's yeah it's really inspiring that's wonderful yeah i hear a lot about it but i don't um it looks and and that it's just a good tight community like supportive of each other and and oh absolutely the the collaborative efforts um that we've been lucky to be a part of since i opened fix are just amazing so we've had um you know a lot of people approach us and ask us if we wanted to be a part of their event or initiative in some way and I usually never say no that's that's what I live for that's why I do what I do no that's really it's amazing we've been able to do some really cool stuff what what are some of the challenges that you faced when you got your idea and said okay let's open a coffee (laughs) shop (laughs) well um so number one when I decided to open my coffee shop I was seven months pregnant with my son good timing so it was excellent timing um so uh yeah that so this was when you did the walkthrough or when you actually decided you'd go when I did the walkthrough I was seven months pregnant and so what happened was I talked to my family expecting them to kind of talk me down and be the voice of reason and everyone was just like nope you should do it this is great we're gonna help oh fantastic so that you know that in and of itself was um a little bit challenging and you know it it definitely wasn't impossible and I think the biggest challenge that actually came from that was that people would see my baby bump um you know external stakeholders and so it was a little bit hard to be taken seriously um, to be honest. So people would say kind of like, well, how's that going to work? What what are your kids going to do? And, um, so it was a little bit of a challenge to actually, you know, legitimize myself in that world. And, um, you know, the other, the other challenge I always say with your first business is the naivety. So you don't, if you realized how hard it was going to be sometimes, you probably wouldn't start at all. So, um, a lot of late nights and, you know, sleepless nights really and a lot of stress and worry um but it it's all worth it to see what i've created yeah great so i if you think about if i think about the challenges would you say that was the biggest challenge was just kind of getting that you what you felt was credibility or legitimacy is that is that what i'm hearing or I would say the biggest challenge uh, from a practicality standpoint was that I didn't ask for enough money in my startup loan. So now that I work in that world, I always tell people to, you know, take what you think you need and add at least 15% for contingency. And I kind of went into it with the mindset of if I ask for the smallest possible loan and do this on the tightest possible budget, the bank will take me seriously because they'll see that I'm quote unquote, a smart business owner. Um, and that, that put us in a position kind of right off the bat where we were struggling with our cash flow. And especially, I didn't have a good understanding of the industry going in. So that was that was the biggest challenge that we had to overcome. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't, uh, that's interesting. Because I would have 
I would intuitively do the same thing. I would think, oh, well, I want to be responsible and show that I can, you know, make this work and uh, don't need that all that much money. But um, what what kind of things came up that you were just not expecting or just? Everything cost more than I thought it would. <laughs> Long story well, short. You know, I, um, it was such a learning experience in so many ways. And really that's, that's kind of the only way I can think to describe it is, you know, uh, labor cost more and our utilities cost more. And now I'm taking all of those lessons that I've learned and I'm making sure that when my clients are planning their business, that they really do the research. Not to say I didn't research, but there was a lot of things that I guessed or I took someone's word for it without Mm -hmm. maybe realizing that they didn't have my best interests in in mind. Um, So yeah, so that, that kind of, it was um, a challenging experience, but I've learned so much. So now I always joke when I want to do it again, I'll be a pro. (laughs) (laughs) So right now, what do you find, what do you find are your challenges? Um, now I would say, uh, just staying in touch with our customers and what they want. So I think we handle it really well, but I would say that we've gotten to a point operationally where the business runs really smooth, but it's not, you know, it's about not becoming complacent, I think. So I have to work really hard all the time on staying on top of marketing trends and what's going on in the community and who do I need to be engaging with and being really responsive to our customers' needs and planning events and thinking three steps ahead, which is great and I love it, but it's a challenge. And do you work at Fix? I work, I try to do one barista shift per week. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with Wesk full time during the week and then I'll usually do a Saturday barista shift just to see what's going on, right. stay in touch yeah. with the regulars and, and I'll usually work with another staff member um, so I can stay in touch with that world as well. And then everything else is sort of what I can accomplish off the side of my desk at home in the evening. So that marketing piece, strategic partnerships, the higher level operations. and Because I hear that <clears throat> a lot. I've you know, talked to a couple authors on uh, customer experience and experts on customer experience and it always seems to come back to that. I thought small business might be uh, like the best place because you are really engaging, you're working in it and engaging with your customers all the time. But there's that creep, I guess, where you start to distance yourself and, and you need to make sure you have that connection with the customer. Right. It's a really tricky balance because as a business advisor, I have to be telling my clients, you know, you have to make sure that you're working on your business and not in it. Right. as much as possible. Because if you get caught up in the day-to-day doing the easily, you know, the, the tasks that can be easily right. delegated, you're not focusing your energy and your efforts on growing your business mm-hmm. and creating those important connections and investing that time in the marketing piece. So it's a balance that you have to strike because on the other hand, you're right, you don't want to be completely out of touch with what's going on on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis in your store. Um, and the other part of that is that I'm really lucky to have a really great management team and some great staff that mm-hmm. I'm in constant contact with. Um, they know that they can text me if they need anything. And, um, they're also really empowered. So they know what our brand message is. They know what the experience that I want the customers to have is, and they know that 
they can do what they need to do to make that happen. So if that's comping customers' coffees or, you know, making that tough customer service call when a problem comes up, mm-hmm. they don't have to, you know, wait until I'm ready to answer my phone or something. They can just make it happen. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So when they feel really empowered, I find that they take ownership of the brand as well, and that improves the customer experience too. So have they taken enough ownership now that they've started to say, uh, Nicole, now that doesn't fit. Uh, this is a, you know, this is not who we are, or this is who <laughs> we are. Are they challenging you yet? <laughs> I wouldn't say challenging. Um, I, I I definitely have a dominant personality, so I don't know <laughs> if my staff would ever really challenge me. But we definitely, it's a very collaborative process. So a lot of the ideas that I get from marketing come from them saying, well, what if we tried this? Or what if we did that? Or do you mind if I log into the Instagram and post a story? And you know, we, we really like to make it a collaborative process because they do know the customers. They know who's coming in through the doors every day. Perfect. Well, let's talk a little bit about marketing okay. uh, since we got there. First of all, fix. Where does that come from? So, oh, it sounds so cynical when I tell the story because a lot of people are like, you know, it was just this moment of inspiration. But realistically, I was hammering out names, brainstorming, and I knew I wanted something that was tangentially related to coffee, something that would be quick, short, and easy to remember, and something that would look good in a logo. And so I was literally just spitting out words that had to do with coffee, and we landed on fix with a small F and a period at the end. That's our brand, and that's what we came up with. Perfect. And um, was was did you just know, or like... I, I knew when that was one. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of back and forth and brainstorming. I, when I was like, yep, it's fixed. It's fixed well, coffee. <clears throat> for a coffee shop, for any small business, uh, I think the name is pretty critical because you're not probably doing mass marketing and, or maybe you are. I don't know. What kind of marketing are you doing? And what well, is the brand and how do, how do you convey that? So our brand, I think, really comes back to creating a real connection with our customer. Um, So the way that we've kind of done that, I I haven't really done traditional advertising, to be honest with you, other than boosting Facebook and Instagram posts, which has been pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, But even that, I find if you have a really, if you hit that sweet spot with the right post, you don't even have to boost it. Your organic reach is going to perform much better for you. Um, so, you know, we, we really focus on our Instagram account. We focus on um, strategic partnerships with other local businesses. So whether that's local artists, local makers, having events in our store, things like that, focusing on that cross promotion. So one thing that I did in the earlier days when we were trying to build our audience was I reached out to my favorite local vendors that were independent and not necessarily tied to any store and saying, I really like what you're doing. Um, You've got a high follower count on Instagram. Why don't you have an event at Fix? Why don't you carry some of your product in our store? And so that cross promotion actually created a lot of organic reach for us and really boosted us right off the bat. So I think that would be kind of the biggest thing. And then the customer service piece, right? So when you come in to fix for your morning coffee, your regular barista is working. They know what you want. They know how to make it properly. Um, They're happy to see you. So it's a little bit of both, I think. Mm -hmm. Because you have, for, for your business, I suspect, location means a lot right like because people are going to be just walking in grabbing a coffee uh at work or on their way somewhere or um before work um 
Is that is that the, that relationship the biggest part? Do you think that you really need to nurture? Um, yeah. So the, the the customer connection and the relationships, I think, is so important. So the reason why coffee shops even exist, in essence, and I'm not just a hut where you grab coffee, is, you know you go there to connect with someone. So let's put down our phones and let's have a conversation. And so somebody actually approached me the other day and he's told me that he has, he's had such a good experience at fix. He's a regular there. And he told me that he actually got hired for his dream job in fix Oh, funny! (laughs) while they were having coffee. And so to me, that moment, knowing that he's going to have that special connection to what we've created, that to me was my moment where I was like, I've set out to accomplish something and that was it and I've done it. What did you do as far as just, or did you do anything special in the way of just setting out and uh, designing the, the, um, the experience when you go in? I really just sort of designed it on what is the type of space that I want to spend time in. So what is my goal if I'm going into a coffee shop to catch up with an old friend or get work done or even just, you know, recharge by myself and read a book? What kind of environment do I want to be in? And Mm -hmm. so I sort of started with that and I built it around that. So I, you know, we came up with a very calming neutral color palette and we've got these great beautiful huge windows that let in awesome light and we're hanging some you know additional twinkle lights throughout the store and just to create that kind of vibe and we've got music playing that's not just you know top 40 radio and you'll notice that every time you go in depending on who's working there's different kinds of music playing because my baristas are encouraged to let their personality shine through and yeah so I think it all contributes to that that atmosphere and I we get a lot of positive feedback on that. Cool. So were you uh, with the Women Entrepreneurs Saskatchewan before you? No. So I was, so like I said, I was seven months pregnant um, with my son. I was working as a project manager in uh, kind of the tech digital marketing world. And I was about to go on maternity leave. So I figured that's, you know, a great opportunity. I'll build my business during this year. And then at the end of my 12 months, I'll decide whether I'd like to work in the shop or go and pursue my career. And I was probably about 10, no. Yeah, about 10 months into my maternity leave when I got approached by an acquaintance that works in recruiting. Mm -hmm. And she said, I know you're not looking. I know this is a bad time. I know you have a baby at home, but I really, really want your resume for this position. And I figured what, what the hell? (laughs) Why not? Why not have a newborn, Uh, a new business and a new job? So, (laughs) so I put together my resume and I, I, was totally myself. So at any other time I'd put together a resume up till that point, I was crafting it for the job, but I didn't know it, it was confidential. So I just oh, said, okay. here's who I am, take it or leave it. And oh, nice. you know, four interviews and two months later, I was at the point where I was like, this is where I need to be. This is, it fits so well in with the passion that I've discovered for supporting local business. And I'm gonna be really devastated if I don't 
get it. And so I was oh, offered, wonderful. Well, I was offered the job. And yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about Women Entrepreneurs Saskatchewan. So we're a government funded nonprofit. We're actually a membership based organization, but you don't necessarily need to be a member to take advantage of our programs and services, just a select few. Um, we're Essentially, our mission is to ensure that all Saskatchewan entrepreneurs have the equal opportunity to succeed at any stage of business. We recognize that women still face a unique set of challenges to get mm-hmm. there. So that is where we come in. So we offer financing for female-owned businesses. We offer networking and educational opportunities. We offer advocacy at um, you know government levels for initiating new programs and things like that. And then we offer business advising services to our members, which is what I do. So if somebody comes in with a new business idea, they can work with me on refining their business plan, coming up with some goals and objectives and strategies. Usually a lot of people will have something that they've already written and kind of provide it to me for some feedback. Um, And I really just work with them wherever they're at. So if they're if they've been in business for a couple of years and they just want to come in and have a chat about their strategy going forward and, and just to bounce ideas off of someone, we really just want to provide that listening ear because a lot of women don't have access to the same networks and the same mentoring opportunities. So we try our best to provide some of that and then also to connect them with the right people. So, um, other than telling everyone that they need more money than they think they need, (laughs) what do you find common uh, advice that you're, or or common mistakes, I guess, that people are making? Uh, Aside from the money piece, which is, (laughs) you know, I I find of women especially, we we ask for less when we're borrowing money. So, I always encourage them to ask for more than what you think you need. The other piece that I always, always tell them is to work with a marketing professional. Um, Even if it's just for that initial brand identity and your guidelines and you feel like you can take the rest from there, um, which is what I did with Fix because I'm a marketer at heart, I love it. You need that initially. Um, Without a strong brand, your business is not going to take off the way you want it to. And so a lot of people don't like to have that additional cost right off the bat, but oftentimes between that and, you know, other professional business supports like accounting, a lawyer, it's the best money you'll ever spend. Well, I'm partial to that, of course, being in marketing, (laughs) but I do, I do find when I see new businesses starting and they haven't considered just that simple thing as what does it look like? the logo. Mm. Um, and that doesn't mean you need to hire, you know, uh, elaborate marketing agencies or anything. There's lots of, lots of people that, um, offer great services. That impression is, is it really important? And I think it feels good too, as you might find, uh, as an owner to be looking at it and feeling super proud of it and getting complimented on it. And it just boosts your own self-esteem as far as your business goes. Oh, absolutely. And I won't lie to you. Sometimes that was the only thing that was keeping me going, you know, between, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little, but you know, when, when the stress, when the real stress hits of, of being a small business owner and it's, if it's not one thing, it's another sometimes. Yeah. And to be able to walk into this space that, you know, I've envisioned and it's real and people are really responding to it. And that feedback that I get, um, 
yeah, it, that was reward enough to keep going during the really stressful times, especially in the first year and especially in the food industry. Yeah. It's not easy. No, you haven't chosen an easy industry for sure. <laughs> and, and in that industry, aesthetic is so important. Just, it's, you know, the, it's everything. Yeah. It yeah. really is. So for WESC, what kind of resources do they offer? Is it called, do you call it WESC or? WESC, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we offer uh, loans of up to $150,000 for qualified businesses. So they have to be women owned and controlled. Um, we offer the business advising piece, like I mentioned. We host a lot of different educational events. So seminars are surrounding just the, the skills that you need to be a small business owner. A lot of people come in and they are a really great, you know, X, whatever kind of business you want to open. Um, but maybe you don't understand the financial side, or maybe you have no idea to, as to where to even start to Mm -hmm. put together a business plan or conduct market research. So we offer resources surrounding those skills and we offer referrals um, to professionals to fill in the blanks where you can't. So we always say, do what you do best and hire out the rest, but you do have to have an understanding of it. So we offer that understanding piece. And then if somebody needs a referral to a marketing specialist or, um, you know, an expert in another area, we've got, uh, over 800 members across Saskatchewan that are in all different industries. So I usually have a business card to give someone and, and it's, rewarding to watch them make those connections oh, as well. Oh yeah, that's huge. <laughs> well, um, so right across Saskatchewan, not just like Regina, Saskatoon, you're... Yep, all across Saskatchewan. Oh, wonderful. And do you give feedback for someone that maybe has a business plan or has some ideas and you just sort of, or maybe... <laughs> Absolutely. Own, so yeah. I can't give official legal or accounting advice <laughs> um, and I can't, you know... I'm not acting as a consultant in that your business decisions are your own at the end of the day, but I will always provide feedback for any area that I feel comfortable doing so. And if they do have questions that I know I'm not qualified to answer, I will point them in the right direction of the expert that they should talk to. Cool. So now, um, uh, before I ask you what lessons you've learned opening your business, I'll say what advice would you give? Because you've both you're both a business advisor and um, a small business owner. What would you advice would you give someone opening up a business or interested in opening up a business? Well, the first thing is to make sure you're passionate about what you're doing because the passion will be the only thing that's carrying you through some days when the real stress hits um, and. The second piece would be, oh God, I had one and I lost it. Now, how would I, how would you measure that passion? I wonder. I think you just know, you, you know, in your heart. Oh, actually I, so I read a good article the other day and it said how to know if you should start a business. And it said, if you think you should start a business because you think it's going to make you look good to other people, then don't do it. Bad idea. So if you can see yourself enjoying doing what your business is day in and day out, and that in itself is going to fulfill you, then, then, you know, you have a passion for it. As opposed to the idea of basking in, oh, I'm a business owner. Basking in that I'm a business owner and people are impressed with me. That's not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Now lessons learned for you as a small business owner, two years in now, almost. I would say the biggest lesson I've learned is that I am more tenacious than I thought. I, there were, there's been a lot of, um, hard, 
not, I wouldn't want to say like a lot of hard times, but a lot of challenges that I've overcome that, you know, I, I didn't know that I would have that in me. (laughs) Um, so really my advice and my lesson is never give up, like find a way or make a way if you want it to happen, it is possible. Don't let the negativity in your head tell you otherwise. There's always a way. Is that, is that where you found or find that the conflict comes mostly self-doubt? I don't know if, I don't know if it's self-doubt so much as pessimism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I have a very high functioning anxiety. So I like to joke that, um, you know, everything in my life is just so because I could not deal with it any other way. And then when you throw in a small business, it can't be just so there's right. always something that's going to arise. So, um, you know, the, the, pessimist in me will say, well, there's no way out of this, or there's no way that you can overcome this. And so sometimes you just have to, you know, shut that voice off, get out of your own head, go do something like go to the gym or read a book or, you know, can push you out of that. Yeah. You just have to get out of it. Like stop trying to do whatever it is you were trying to solve and go literally go to the gym or go for a bike ride or go play with your kids. And that's where you're going to just all of a sudden have that epiphany moment where you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, that's a really easy solution, you know, (laughs) but if you're sitting and you're stewing in it and you're worrying, it's like, you just get into that negative thought cycle. Oh, that's fascinating. It's very similar in creative in just sort of, uh, idea generation or ideation, whether it's uh, brand or, uh, campaigning, same thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you gotta, as soon as you distance yourself, the ideas seem to flow away. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Nicole. I really appreciated this, and uh, it, was, it was wonderful to meet you. Where can people connect with you in all these places? So let's start with uh, Women Entrepreneurs. So if you'd like more information about Women Entrepreneurs, you can find us online. Our Instagram handle is at WESC306 or womenentrepreneurs.sk.ca. Um, if you'd like to follow Fix, you can find us on Instagram at fix.coffee or fixcoffeeyqr.com. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> my handle is Nicole.Siemens. Wonderful. And um, I don't even know you told everybody where Fix is other than downtown Regina. So we're located at 2055 Rose Street. So it's in downtown, just half a block south of Victoria Avenue in the new condo building called Gardens on Rose. Fantastic. Thank you again, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you.